Joined now by Ben Anderson and Tim Lacombe. Impressive by the Magic, not great by the Jazz. And they, Magic grabbed the game and the Jazz couldn't grab it back. It's really stunning, Tim Lacombe. Yeah, we've seen, like you said, Jazz lead in going to the fourth. They usually find a way. And the way that they kind of took control of the game, too, it was uh, one more real hard push by Orlando that I think, like you said, David, they looked a little bit tired coming down the stretch and just weren't able to finish it. Ron, what do you see? Well, I think, honestly, I, th I thought the ball stopped a little bit too much. And everything I, was I, half court? Yeah. I, I think we have to get really make plays for our, for others, you know, especially down the stretch. If you're tired, you make plays for your teammates. Uh, third quarter or the second half for the most part they made, had an emphasis on putting the ball on four getting to the hole they were able to get to the free throw line um, and 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 made free throws but the second half I mean that fourth quarter that wasn't the case Rudy was the only one that got to the free throw line and that was late in the fourth quarter man Orlando like you said David too they really want to push the pace and one action and fire that thing in the half court and they, they had success with it tonight they, they were able to kind of push it out the jazz and, and and get some of those early baskets in the shot clock that that really hurt but even off makes i mean they were running and, and you know they recognized the jazz were on the second night of back-to-back -back games and as you've talked about seventh game in the seven different uh, seven different arena in the last 12 days i mean that that's the right game plan and they came out and they executed what they had to they simplified it they ran really hard and, and by the fourth quarter the jazz were gassed and you get the momentum, one guy gets hot, and then all of a sudden, everything starts to go in their favor. The value of Mike Conley, or quite honestly, we just have a bunch of guys that are just not shooting the ball well and playing well offensively. And, you know, if you told me that Jordan Clarkson was going to shoot what he has for 10 games, we were 7-3, and three, I would not have believed you. It's pretty hard to win basketball games when you have somebody going 2 of 14 every night. The Jazz are a offensive rating tonight in the half court was 0.7 points per possession. That was the only thing that helped out for them was the fact that they had, they crushed the offensive glass. But in their initial actions, they got nothing on the magic. I mentioned this earlier, actually, you know, that's actually been the talk here. I was listening to Philip Rossman Reich, who does Lockdown Magic, and his whole point was, we're actually pretty good defensively we're just giving up too many offensive rebounds and we're, he said, I'm the magic, too many offensive rebounds and we're turning it over so much that guys are in transition all the time. And, you know, we don't force a lot of turnovers, so we didn't, and we're probably tired, so we didn't get in transition. And we did get the offensive rebounds, but just in the half court, which to Ron's point, we allowed them to live in in the second half. That's a pretty good defensive team, maybe. Yeah, I, I heard the same thing, David. I noted that and, and, there, there's no doubt about it. They're, they're certainly way more active. They play certainly play really hard, and, and that fuels their, you know, their energy in the half court. It's, it's certainly better if you take those turnovers out of, of the equation and the offensive rebounds. So this one's not good, by the way. Uh, I always say this. The fans like the games against Phoenix and, my, you know, and Brooklyn, and if you can litmus test win those, you lose this game. There's no way to get it back. The only way you get this one back is you go win in Brooklyn. That's right. Yeah, that's that's one that 
they they're definitely going to be behind most of the teams in the league in this regard because that that Orlando team will win its share of games, but um, you know most teams are going to go in there that are they're in contention and win that game. And you do have a win in Milwaukee if you're uh, trying true. to make this a zero sum game. Maybe you've already won there that game. There you go. Uh, all right, we'll wrap on that positive, uplifting note by Ben Anderson. David, thanks very much. <laughs> we'll let you go. Okay, see you. See you guys. There he is, David Locke, Ron Boone on the call as the Utah Jazz fall in Orlando in a somewhat surprising fashion. Coach Tim Lacombe, Ben Anderson will have more for you on the Utah Jazz postgame show. The Jazz fall 107 to 100. Stick around more, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Utah Jazz postgame show, 97.5, to The Zone. Jazz game night. Coach Tim Lacombe, Ben Anderson is the Utah Jazz fall to the Orlando Magic, 107-100. to They finish their road trip 1-2 and two and return to Salt Lake City for their next five games at home. But I will say this. I don't think the Jazz overlooked the Orlando Magic. I don't think this was a game where the Jazz were, you know, looking forward to get back in their own bed tonight and have the next 12 days in Salt Lake City. I just think, you know, that they... They were tired at the end. Orlando was playing hard and, and running hard, and, and it ended up catching up to the Jazz. Yeah, it wasn't as though, you know, the Jazz weren't necessarily ultra sharp, but I think it had more to do with their inability to make shots, you know. And it is hard when you're lacking energy anyway or you're tired, and you don't get that lift, that adrenaline from making shots. You're constantly kind of fighting uphill. And the Jazz did that most of the game, um, certainly wrestled that thing back at halftime, but Orlando made a huge push, and you gotta you got to take your hat off to those young guys because they played really hard, and, and at the end of the day, were able to, to execute that last you know little bit better than the Jazz and get the win. Uh, and you look at what the Jazz are doing right now and, and how they've been playing recently. On top of seven games, seven cities in 12 days, you know, last night you needed this crazy comeback in the fourth quarter that took a ton of energy out of the game just to climb back from 19 down only to lose. And, and then even against Orlando, you only, or I should say against Atlanta, you had 39 points in the first half. And you, you were only down one, but you had to kind of finally turn it on and you went crazy in the second half, but it was this big burst of energy that they got from the bench that won them that game in the third for, uh, quarter and early in the fourth. And then tonight, you're down 18 early in the game and you have to put all this energy in the second quarter just to climb back. And yeah, you take a two-point lead at the half, you're up 10 going into the third quarter, but you have burned a lot of gasoline just trying to put yourself in a situation to win this game. And then you come to the fourth quarter and Orlando's young and Orlando can still run. And these kids don't know that they have to play to game 82 because they're only thinking, you know, what's in head of what's ahead of them tonight. Uh, and they were fantastic in the fourth quarter. They were winning all the 50, 50 balls. The jazz were turning the ball over because they were tired and sloppy and the magic won the game. And that's, you know, that's what young teams have to do. That's how they have to win games. But uh, you know, it finally caught up with the jazz. It felt like. Yeah, and I, and I told you, you know, as the game went final, that really, it's one of those that shocks me. Um, but David listed off a whole lot of, of of crazy occurrences in the NFL today with daylight savings. Maybe yep. it's a thing, man. I don't know. Maybe it's something cosmic in the air. But uh, even the way that game ended, right, the, the Jazz guard that possession so well, probably deflect that ball four or five times, and it ends up getting kicked out to R.J. Hampton, hits the three, and that puts the kind of puts it away. So... Uh, kind of one of those nights on the road, and they're going to happen. Uh, and you know what? You're playing without Mike Conley. This is what we talked about during the pregame show. This is the gamble you have. If you're going to go full bore against Miami and say that's the game we think we're going to win because we can rest Mike Conley in the second half and still think we can get a win, 
you better go out and get it, you know, and that was a gamble and you gambled wrong. And sometimes that happens when you're trying to rest players and figure out the best way to make sure Mike Conley's healthy towards the end of the season. But the good news for the Utah Jazz is they've won so much early in the season uh, that, that they've put themselves in a spot where you could forgive a game or two. You know, I, I don't think it's the end-all be-all for the Jazz right now to uh, end up with the top record in the NBA. It would certainly help. It, it makes you better in the playoffs. It's going to give you an easier opponent. Uh, but even then, the Jazz learned last year that, that it doesn't guarantee anything. So the Jazz still have seven wins. They fall to seven and three early on the season for the first time, have lost back-to-back games all year. That's going to do it for our network affiliates. Big thanks to everyone tuning in for the Utah Jazz postgame show. When we come back, we will let you hear, though, from uh, some voices inside the Utah Jazz locker room. As the Jazz fall to the Orlando Magic, 107 to 100. Coach Tim Lacombe and Ben Anderson more coming up next on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Catch and shoot three. Pow! The clock is at zero, and another Utah Jazz game is in the books. This is the Jazz Post Game Show. Ingles underhand scoop to Conley. Back out to Joe. Fires the three. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Donovan skies and hammers. Now with the recap of tonight's game, here's Jake Scott and Tim LaCole. 97.5, 12.8 of the zone. Coach Tim LaCombe, Ben Anderson filling in for Jake Scott tonight. Jazz Game Night brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share your Subaru story at markmillersubaru.com. That's markmillersubaru.com as the Utah Jazz fall to the Orlando Magic 107-100, to losing back-to-back games for the first time this season, Coach. Yeah, it's strange. Um, you know, thought that I, I really did think the J- the Jazz would go two and one on this road trip. Felt like um, you know the Miami game was was kind of going to be tough no matter what. But I thought the Jazz would find a way to get these other two. And it, it really is you can you can talk about a lot of different areas, defense, offense, whatever. But I'm telling you, shooting the ball, it's hard to shoot the ball this poorly. And it's crazy to me that the Jazz have shot it this poorly and are still you know, still doing as well as they are this year. Because it's hard to win when you shoot the ball like this. And especially because that was their identity last yeah. year. I mean, as much as, you know, you've got Rudy Gobert and you can play defense that way and that allowed them to have a top five defense, so much of it was they would just blow teams out in the third quarter of every game so that by the time you're going into the fourth quarter, you're up by 14, 15 points. And it just really didn't matter. The other team was going to give up. They were playing in Salt Lake City. They knew they weren't going to get a win. And the Jazz didn't even have to play their starters down the stretch in a lot of games, especially in the uh, in the heart of the season. But yeah, you're just not getting good shooting. So we look at the numbers again tonight. Jazz combined to go uh, 34 of 89 from the floor, just 8 of 42 from the three-point line. And actually, Coach, I'll tell you, this is the first time in more than the season the Jazz have made fewer than 10 threes in a game. Yeah, uh, the it's, G- it's been a while. Jazz did it every uh, game last year. Let's go uh, down to Orlando. Coach Quinn Snyder answering questions after the game. Um, myself personally, um, you know, I, I think there's always, you always want more of, of your team, you know, that that's what it means to be a coach, you know, um, tonight, uh, I thought the way that Orlando came out at the beginning of the game, um, their aggressiveness, um, you know, at times what we've seen is that when, when that happens, um, you know, we have to work harder. We have to be more precise. And we weren't ready for that at the beginning of the game. And then, 
as the game progressed, we obviously improved on that. There were you know, things that we were talking about that we could do. Um, but you know, the, the, our transition defense um, is uh, people are people are getting those types of advantages because we don't get to the next play. Um, yeah, that that's a frustration, and that that should be a frustration for all of us, not just me. I think that's um, that's the important part. That you know, there's some things that we need to fully embrace on a deeper level. That you know, you're going to be in tough games. I mean, Orlando, you know, they came out, they played very well. You know, they were aggressive defensively. They worked. They executed offensively. They made us play through possessions, but we also had opportunities. And in some of those opportunities late, we, you know, we weren't on the same page um, in situations that I'm, I'm confident that we know what to do, but we didn't have the concentration and the focus to, to do it. Um, but to the extent that we're focused on the defensive end, you know, that's generally a good sign for us. You know, if, if we're locked in there, um, offense has a way of, you know, just kind of a, evolving and taking care of itself but you know the, the beginning of the defense is the transition defense and you you can stop right there you know to be honest with you and, you know and frankly that's you know that was something that impacted last night so that, that's got to sink in on a deeper level or you know there's oftentimes i mean we could play a lot better and we may may even win but that doesn't that doesn't change the fact that um, you know, we're not getting to the next play for whatever reason. There's multiple reasons, and it happened multiple times. When a player has five fouls, do you instruct them to play any differently? You know, I mean, I think there's so many schools of thought on that. Uh, you leave a guy in, and he picks up a six, and then, you know, it's why did you leave him in? You take him out, and, you know, there's a run, and that's why did you take him out? I, I think for me, you know, you, every game's different. And, you know, I thought at that point with, with Donovan, just give him a quick blow, you know, he wasn't out for more than, I don't know what it was. It was, a, you know, a minute just to kind of settle yourself and come back in. Um, the, I don't think there's a specific instruction. You know, I think a player like Donovan has an understanding, you know, of what, what that means when, when you're in that situation. I'm sorry, Andy, say again, the, the numbers La last night, tonight, yes. Mm -hmm. I'd have to go back and watch the tape. You know, my guess is that, um, you know, there were some shots that, um, that you know, you, you can make an argument that maybe there was another play. You know, the, the game's moving fast. Um, we're a team that, you know, we're, we're regardless of, you know, what our three point percentage is, we, I think we're in the top five in the league in offense, you know, and you hope that, you know, you've got a team. Um, I don't think we're getting shots that are that different than the ones we got last year, to be honest. Um, I, I do think, you know, the biggest thing that can impact that, I think, is our, our readiness to shoot. And to be confident, um, and to make that decision quickly. Where we get in trouble is when we don't shoot, frankly, and the ball stops. 
Um, and that's that's been my focus as much as anything. So I'm sure there's times, you know, if there's an out of timeout situation, we run a play, everybody's expecting the shot. Um, part of us taking threes is the ability to potentially rebound them as well. Um, I think, you know, rather than focusing on a, a three and, and looking at the shot itself, I, I'd like to see, I think we're successful when in the initial part of the possession, we attack the rim, you know, we like the three, but we like the rim more. And when we get in the lane, you know, having the ability to both finish, um, have our eyes out, you know, make decisions in the lane. And again, I'd, I'd have to watch, watch the tape. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that, that we're getting significantly worse shots and taking bad shots from three. And that's the reason that our percentage is, is low. We've got some guys that aren't, aren't making right now. Um, and I think we've got some teams that are being very physical with us. Um, so we're, we're not getting quite the advantage that we had at times, but like I said, I'd like to see, see the shots. I think a lot of them are pretty clean looks and, you know, if you're, if Bomb is standing under the basket, um, you know, a lot of times that, that three is a good shot. Um, but obviously there's, there's always going to be, you know, you always try to make the right play. And that's, you know, I think as much as anything, you know, our group you know, having a mindset that we're going to do, do, do something for someone else and whatever that means in a given possession and, you know, running back is is the most fundamental thing it doesn't matter what kind of shots we get if we run back um the chances of us getting a stop uh, are greater and then the chances of us getting cleaner looks on the other end are greater because uh, we can get out and transition in space um i don't think we've been as aggressive when we do drive you know at spacing at respacing relative to the ball um but again um, that's a long-winded answer that gets back to the same thing is that um, I'd like to see the shots uh, on film and be able to evaluate them that way. I certainly, you know, if there's a narrative that we're taking bad shots and that's why we're missing, I, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't agree with that on a, on a general level. You know, I, I know when you look at certain players, you know, they're making X percentage off the dribble and the easier shots, some of the catch and shoot shots we're missing. Um, and you know, that's when we've been at our best is getting catch and shoot shots. So, um, you know, you'd hope over time that those things correct themselves. I would think they would, um, you guys have watched this play for a couple of years and, um, you know, we're able to make those looks. Okay. Recording stopped. There he is, Jazz coach Quinn Snyder as Utah Jazz fall to the Orlando Magic 107 to 100. The first time Coach Lacombe in 92 games, the Jazz feel, failed to hit 10 threes uh, in a game. They uh, knocked down just eight threes, uh, deep balls this, uh, this night in Orlando. So a tough loss for the Utah Jazz on the end of this three-game road trip. Hey, let me tell you really quickly about the Utah Jazz Most Valuable Educators presented by Instructure. The makers of Canvas throughout the season, the Utah Jazz and Instructure will recognize 21 MVEs. Each one will receive a visit from Jazz Bear, a $1,000 grant, a personalized jersey, and tickets to watch a jazz game in a suite. Go to nba.com slash jazz slash MVE. That's nba.com slash jazz slash MVE to nominate your favorite educator right now. When we come back, we will talk more about the Jazz loss to Orlando. Let you hear more sound from the locker room. 
This is uh, the Jazz at Game Night brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The My Subaru Is campaign features real stories from Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some of Mark Miller Subaru owner stories and share yours at mysubaruis.com. That's mysubaruis.com. More on the Jazz Lost in Orlando coming up next with Tim Lacombe and Ben Anderson, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Welcome to Jazz Game Night, brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share your story at uh, markmillersubaru.com. Mark Miller Subaru coming in uh, wherever you are. Go and check them out, markmillersubaru.com. They will take care of you. All right, Coach, the uh, Utah Jazz follow the Orlando Magic 107 to 100. Uh, they fall in back-to-back games for the first time so far this season and drop to seven and three on the year. But this is man, it's been a tough stretch for the Jazz. There's just a lot of games coming really quick. Yeah, and I, you know, I didn't even recognize the whole seven different city thing, seven seven different gyms. It's it's pretty remarkable uh, just the the energy required to to travel and play. So games like these in the NBA season are going to sneak up on you. Uh, I think what we learned last year is. Um, you know, the Jazz lost a few games last year throughout the year that they weren't supposed to lose, quote-unquote. Correct. And they still went on to win the East and – or, excuse me, <laughs> win the West. I'm looking at, uh, at replays. No, and and I think that, that that's something you keep in your mind. This is – I think there's lessons to be learned from this, and, and Quinn talked about the transition defense becoming a pretty big issue, uh, something they've got to figure out how to get better at. And so, you know, a couple of these things are – or opportunities for them to get a view of what it looks like if you're not doing it uh, all that well and get a chance to fix it. Jazz no Mike Conley tonight. That felt pretty obvious in the fourth quarter. Uh, they weren't able to execute very well. Seven turnovers in the final period. 17 overall, which we talked about in the break, is just far too many, especially when you're not hitting threes. And when you're not making your shots, and the Jazz didn't tonight, just the eight makes from downtown, you've got to do everything else really well. And the turnovers weren't there and the transition defense that you, you heard Quinn Snyder talked about and you just touched on, they just weren't good enough. And if those aren't going to be good enough and you're not making shots, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you have Kevin Durant and James Harden and you're the Brooklyn Nets. It doesn't matter if you have Steph Curry and you're the Golden State Warriors. You're just not going to win games if you have that many things work against you. And if you had maybe just one or two of them work in your favor, Jazz are probably leaving Orlando with a win right now, uh, but they come back to Salt Lake City struggling uh, to shoot the ball, and, and and I actually think this is a good opportunity for the Jazz to get back on track because this shooting is just so alien and, and so, you know, un, what we're unused to from watching this team last year. Yeah, it would be one thing if they were different guys taking different shots, um, you know, in a different scheme, but these are familiar faces that took these shots all year last year, and, and so that's why it's so foreign to all of us. I, I think – I mentioned to you, it's it'd be hard for any team to withstand eight for forty-two from three. Right, it's just too many possessions. Now the Jazz tried; um, they did a great job on the offensive glass. Got sixteen rebounds, led to second chance points. Um, you know they assisted the ball well. Uh, and the other thing that I, that I thought they did great was they got to the free throw line twenty-nine times. Yeah, so tried to do everything. Those are all effort things. So this this wasn't an effort situation. This was more. Just some breakdowns in execution and scheme. But you know what? If I'm a coach, I think I would take that every time. I would rather have breakdowns than a lack of care. You know, the the Jazz wanted to win this game. The Jazz played hard. They're trying to win games. I have faith that between Mike Conley, who didn't play, 
Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, Boyan Bogdanovich, Joe Ingles, Jordan Clarkson, Hassan Whiteside. You're going to get Rudy Gay back. I mean, just the list of these players goes on. Eventually, those things will click back in. The execution will click in. You know, the, the, the small things you have to do to win games, that will be there. If they're not playing hard, that's hard to fix. But the Jazz are playing really hard right now, and I think uh, once you start getting a couple of those things to go in your favor, that will work out for the Utah Jazz. And here's my thoughts on the shooting and why I think it could take a, a dramatic improvement over the next couple of weeks. We talked about how difficult it may be for the teams coming back now and having fans back in the stands. Maybe it's the new ball, but just you know, playing in a different environment, it's hard to find your shot when you've got a different backdrop every time uh, you step on the court. 10 of the next Jazz 12 games are going to be in Salt Lake City. So you're going to get used to playing at home. You know how to shoot on those rims, ideally. And 16 of their next 22 games are in Utah. I mean, that's an unheard of stretch in the NBA. So you're going to be in your own gym. You're going to be in your own bed. You're going to be at your own basketball campus to, to practice and shoot around. I would be stunned if 22 games from right now we're talking about the Jazz struggling to shoot the ball still. That's great call out. And I think those are... That's, those are um periods in time you look forward to on the schedule because you realize there's going to be as close to normalcy as exists. There's going to be some normalcy there. We'll practice in our facility. Like you said, we'll sleep at home. We'll be around. Um, And the Jazz have been on a whirlwind schedule through through these first 10 games, no doubt about it. So that'll be definitely something that they can get some consistency. Hopefully that'll translate into better shooting. Time for Master of the Glass, brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert, is ready for another great year of basketball. Is proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound Program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate five dollars to United Way of Utah for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader and coach. No surprise tonight, it was once again Rudy Gobert, who's been the man every night so far this season. And once again, 15 rebounds, which, funny enough, is actually below his season average. But uh, you look for the Jazz best player on the floor tonight, at least from a production standpoint. And really even, you know, you want to look at the plus-minus numbers. They can be a little wonky in a one-off. But in just 34 minutes on the floor, Gobert, 7 of 9 from the floor, 7 of 8 from the free-throw line, 15 boards, had 21 points, and four blocks. He was good. He was how, really good. How about the free throws he made down the stretch? Yeah. You know, right there in the guts of the game, uh, goes to the line, and he's been really consistent. I, I think, you know, fans a couple years ago, you'd say if he's seven for eight, it would be a miracle, but that's Rudy now. Um, and mixing a little mid-range tonight too, Ben. Right. No, he was he was really good. He went the, between the legs against Wendell Carter, pulled up from about 14 feet, double pumped because the ball was uh, hit him, uh, or Carter hit the ball on the way up. Uh, but I thought he yeah, he looked really good doing it. In fact, if you missed that, if you're just tuning in, I wrote it up at kslsports.com. You can uh, you can find that article with the highlight there. It looked good. And you know what? We talked about this during the game, even though it wasn't the best outcome for the Jazz. Gobert's touch around the rim just looks a lot better. He just He's getting shots. The Jazz are rewarding him for getting down low and establishing better position, and he's rewarding him. Yeah, it's uh, it's fun to watch Rudy continue to add, you know, add context to his game made a really nice, you know, a couple of really nice plays tonight. He started with that first play where he just powered it up, and we talked to, you know, that's so nice when Rudy goes up to dunk it. Um, he sat, he found so much more success, and we're not shying away from contact anymore because he, he goes to the line confidently and knock him in. But, you know, too many bad nights from the Jazz uh, on the shooting front. Too many guys just not knocking down shots when the Jazz needed it to. Boyan Bogdanovich, just 4 of 13. One of five from the three-point line. Donovan Mitchell, eight of 24, just two of 12 from three. Joe Ingles, very unusual. He's only broken the 40% mark. And 40%, you know, I mean, usually we're talking about Joe shooting better than 50%. Joe's only broken the 40% mark from the floor once in the Jazz' last five outings. 
He's two of nine tonight, just one of seven from three. That's very unusual. Uh, Jordan Clarkson, two of 13, two of 11 from the three-point line. He just couldn't find his stroke at all. And then Eric Paschal, just one of uh, one of five. So just you can't have that many guys have awful shooting nights. That's one thing to have a bad shooting night, seven of 17, you know, eight of 20. No, nah, four of 13, eight of 24, two of nine. It's just too many. Yeah, it's especially when, like you said, when we're, you're built around it, that your spacing, uh, all the roles, everything else, you're built on it. That's what makes it really hard. Uh, one thing I just noticed, Ben, in the two games Conley has not played, the Jazz are turning the ball over nearly 18 and a half times a game, yeah. as opposed to on the regular season, just 13.8. So certainly missing Mike's, uh, you know, just the way he calms everything down out there. And he's been great this year, and he's been maybe their most consistent shooter, especially with uh, how Joe has struggled on this road trip. Mike Conley's been able to knock down open shots. So Jazz are uh, been lucky to be, to be getting a, a high-level play from uh, Memphis Mike or Mountain Mike, whatever you want to call him now. It's good to have him uh, playing well. But you didn't play him tonight, and it's a, it's a big reason why the Jazz ended up losing this game. Hey, the My Subaru Is campaign features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse, and each has a unique story to share. Read some of the Mark Miller Subaru owner stories and share your own at mysubaruis.com. When we come back, we'll let you hear more sound from the locker room as the Jazz fall to Orlando, 107 to 100. Coach Tim Lacombe, Ben Anderson, breaking it down for you on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Welcome to Jazz Game Night, brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share our Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share your Subaru story at markmillersubaru.com. Let's go down to Rudy Gobert in Orlando after the Jazz fall to the Magic, 107 to 100. The tendency of different guys, what they're trying to do, and you know, and then it's just a feel, just an instinct. So I try to, sometimes I know that I might not be able to get a block, but if I can disrupt the shot, you know, I'll try to, or if I see that the guy's off balance, well, it's probably going to miss. So, you know, not to just go get the rebound. So it's, uh, I think it takes a lot of time, experience to, yeah, to try to decide if you want to block the shot, uh, just uh, tear the shot, or just contest. I think it's mainly focus. You know, we, for a lot of times, I think we we let our offense affect our defense. And uh, whether we we didn't get a call or we missed a shot and then we try to go and steal the ball. Uh, yeah, it just I think it's just mental. You know, we just got to rebuild good habits of just, uh, if you want to talk to the ref or if you want to steal the ball, run back first. And and then uh, and then we can we can talk we can do anything we want to do but we gotta run back first and and don't give those teams uh, life you know give them layups and dunks and, and then they they gain confidence you know especially in young teams like the uh, it was really hard for them to 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 score in half court and to get good shots in half court and we just gave them confidence you know and then they feel good and then they they hit some shots that. No, they may, they maybe wouldn't be hitting uh, as much, you know, if they don't get those layups in transition. Uh, pretty much that, you know, we we 
we got to understand that when we shouldn't play with a different level of intensity or focus uh, regarding of who we play, you know, because it's the NBA and and every team's trying to come at us. You know, every every player got something to prove. You know, it's it's, it's the NBA, and uh, you know we we gotta embrace every night, every opportunity to 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 try to get better. Uh, every team has something that you know can make us better. And it doesn't matter how many games they won or who they are. Like they gotta embrace that and then use those games to to build our habits. You guys got on the I mean, I, I think some nights we're not going to make shots, but I think teams also know that we're looking for those shots. So maybe we, I'm not saying that's the case, but maybe teams are kind of like a little more aggressive, taking away those shots or making those shots a little more comfortable for us. Then there's a lot of times when we, we did a great job, you know, moving the ball and, and, and those shots are open. And it's going to be games, especially back-to-backs, you know, where we don't make those shots all the time and we got to find ways to... We don't want to lose confidence, but at the same time, you know, uh, maybe uh, alternate, you know, things we do. Realistically, how has the schedule impacted your bodies as far as transition defense? Having legs for shots, you know, you guys get in at one thirty this morning. That's the NBA. You know, you are not gonna have legs every night, but we gotta find ways to win those games. And uh, whether we 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 we, uh, we have a lot of great shooters on the team, so even with with no legs, we know that they can make shots. And at the same time, you know, we want to keep keep getting better as a team. Keep a, uh, you know. Uh, Playing the right way, finding the open man, uh, finding the mismatches, taking advantage of the mismatches, and uh, and punish the other teams. And you know we we know that we can keep getting better every night. There he is, Rudy Gobert, Utah Jazz fall to the Orlando Magic, one hundred seven to one hundred, and uh, finish their three game road trip. One and two, but you know what? Over their last seven games, we've talked about it a lot. Seven games, seven different cities. Uh, the Jazz end up four and three, which is you know not perfect, but considering what they were doing back to back three game road trips, you know, bookending the one game at home against Sacramento, who's a lot better than I think a lot of people thought they would be. It's certainly not a death knell, nor is it a uh, uh, you know an, a bad omen for the rest of the season. Well, you've been watching it forever, and you know we, it's you're going to have a couple of head scratchers a year. It's just. Because everybody's professional, everybody's dealing with different things, and um, you know you catch different guys uh, being out on certain nights. You know, I think if Conley's playing tonight, um, but I still wouldn't change it. I still would have would have had him play the Miami game for longer range purposes. Yep. Um, so I still believe that it was the right move, and the, and the Jazz just kind of ran into a couple bad luck things tonight, and mixed with bad execution, and that'll get you beat on the road, man. I've seen it a bunch. Let's go back down to Orlando with Joe Ingles. Um, not a whole lot. Obviously, um, when Mike's in, well, when they're both in, they're, they're kind of the, predominantly the point guard. And um, we kind of, I guess we share the ball handling a little bit. Um, 
but yeah, just just playing off each other. Um, obviously, with well, I guess with both of them really now, I've played with them both for for long enough to to kind of know what they want to do or where they want to get or um, vice versa, how I can help them as well. Um, if it is me carrying the ball, um, certain things to run to get get Donovan or Mike or, or whoever it is a, an easier shot um, or, or in position they want it. So, um, yeah, not not a whole lot really. Um, but, yeah, obviously, like like I said, playing with them for that long, it, it gets easier and easier as the, the time goes on. What do you think the transition has been like? <laughs> I wish I had the answer for that. Um, or how has it been? It has been lacking very much um uh i mean it's one of those things it's like more uh mental than physical or anyone could i mean anyone any of you guys go out there and run to the other end of the court it's not a um we've got to be obviously a lot better in in that sense of the game and um i think especially with teams we're playing knowing how good we are in the half court when we get set and we can get them in front of us and obviously have Rudy and Hassan there protecting the rim and um, what we do um, on the perimeter as well. So uh, obviously team's game plan is to to rebound it or, or inbound it. I think Chicago as well, there's been obviously a few games, but like getting it in quick, even off makes um, and getting down and pushing the ball. So um, yeah, it's got to be a lot more of a focus on, I mean, coach tells us every day. It's not like it's something that he's not telling us, and you know, it's on it's on our team. It's on the players to to um, to just do it. I mean, he shouldn't have to tell us. It's pretty it's a pretty basic thing. Like it's not it's not a brand new play that we've put in that you might forget, or, or a new new way we're playing defensively. Like it's just like run down there and load up the floor. And like I said, when we when we do, we're really good. So. Um, I think as well on the flip side of that, it helps our offense obviously because we can get stops and um, usually get a, a fair amount of stops and, and be able to run out of it. We're, we're a good team in, in transition. So um, yeah, it's got to be a lot more of a, a focal point for, for the players. Like I said, coach coach and the assistant coaches tell us in film and pregame, postgame. Um, but we've got to, we, we've just got to go out and do it. There's nothing kind of more else. That does that, yeah. Um, no, I think all those he, he can live with us missing shots and, and having a turnover here and there if we're, if we're trying to do the right thing or playing the right way. Um, boxing out is probably another one that comes to mind, like getting a hit. Obviously, the transition offensively, the spacing, like I can easily take one step further this way to give whoever's Donovan, Mike, whoever's got the ball, an extra meter or feet, whatever you guys use. Um, they're, they're the ones that are obviously frustrating because we, we know we can do them. Coaches can do them. You got, anyone can do that when we're out there. So it's, they're the frustrating. And obviously it shows because it, it hurts us when we don't do it. All of those spacing, rebounds, transition defense. Um, so I'm sure we'll uh, watch some great clips tomorrow. Recording stopped.
There he is, Joe Ingles in Orlando as Utah Jazz fall 107 to 100 to the Orlando Magic. Uh, and you heard about uh, some of the issues there with the team not being able to execute as well without Mike Conley. And that's, you know, it's been a major problem, but that's why you pay Mike Conley $20 million a year. He's that good of a player and he makes that type of a difference. And the nice thing is the Jazz can count on him most nights. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you're sure glad that uh, that he signed, right? And right. Without a line, you'd be dealing with this a lot more. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate that... Uh, the Jazz couldn't. It really does come down to a couple shots, you know, a couple more shots. So, it's a, uh, you know, it's it's as I said, it's one of those things that happens, and, and it sounds as though Joe's pretty aware of what Quinn's talking about. Yep. You know, everybody knows they got to be a little better and sharper in areas, particularly when there's less margin for error uh, with the shots not going down. And and I think that's actually part of the issue that's plaguing everything. Not just missing shots, but you're frustrated when you're missing shots, and because you're frustrated, because it's been season long now so far through ten games. You're not getting back on defense, and so you're not stopping transition, and you're just kind of letting the losses add up, the misses, I should say, add up. And it's, it's hurting you on both ends of the floor instead of just saying, hey, next play, and Quinn Snyder touched on that. You miss a game you get, or miss a pl- shot, you got to get to the next play, and I just think it's so frustrating right now when guys are shooting so poorly that they're just not quite getting, uh, quite getting back on defense and, and, and getting to that next play. One of the ways you can fix that is by getting into the paint. We can talk about our points in the paint. Brought to you by Serta Pro's Painters. Call 1-800-GO-SERTA. That's 1-800-GO-SERTA. Or visit SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. Serta Pro Painters, proven uh, and trusted experts in painting. All right, coach, let's look at the points in the paint. For the Utah Jazz in their loss to the Orlando Magic, the Utah Jazz ended up with 44 points in the paint, which is solid. But you know what? It took 42 shots to get there. You were just 22 of 42 so you really didn't make hay in the paint uh, from a, a, a raw you know, points per possession perspective. The Orlando Magic ended up with 48 on 24 or 43 shooting, but so many of those were on fast breaks. Yeah, the, the Jazz really struggled you know, anywhere around. It, it wasn't just threes that didn't drop for them. Shots that typically would go um, didn't go. And, yeah, Orlando did a good job, too, of, of really doing a better job on the ball, getting it stopped. And um, and not allowing Rudy to really kill him. They did send the Jazz to the line a ton, and so you got to give the Jazz credit for that. Um, but unfortunately, a couple more threes, and the Jazz have found their way out of it. All right, we'll head down one more time to Orlando to catch up with Donovan Mitchell. You're you're, you're trying to be smarter. You know, I took two Euro fouls. One I wish I didn't. The other one I'm I'm okay with. Obviously, the reaching is probably the obvious one. But you know. I think just being able to just stay solid, you know, and not really foul. I mean, that's that's kind of the mindset, which is a tough position to be in because it's like trying to balance being aggressive and being, you know, up in the pick and roll. But, you know, you get caught for one ticky-tack foul, that's it. So just trying to balance that, you know, but that's that's on me to put my put my teammates in a tough situation with that last that last uh, reaching. Um, just dumb foul. Good, problems getting back in transition, especially last What's preventing you guys from making those decisions to get back on? Um, it's mental. You know, we got to be able to understand that, you know, shots aren't falling. Like, we got to, we did it against um, Atlanta. You know, even though shots weren't falling the first half, we still got back, still guarded. Like, we got to make sure that's our top priority, being able to, you know, get stops when things aren't, you know, instead of going in, shots aren't falling. And, you know, I think that was just a lack of focus on that part. Um, you know, last game of a road trip, you can't, you know, succumb to that, you know what I mean? Say, use that as an excuse to be like, okay, like, you know, we're tired, this and that. Like, no, like, in order for us to be the team we want to be, we got to be able to do that. 
you know, every game, you know, and I think, excuse me, we had the same conversation yesterday. Um, Miami, like, we got to be able to focus on that. Even when shots are falling, shots aren't falling. Rest are calling fouls, rest are not calling fouls. Um, we got to be able to get back. And we didn't make that a priority and, you know, two losses. Do you feel like the shot Yeah, I mean, tonight, you know, the same shots I've been making, you know, for a while. It just didn't go in tonight. You know, there are some shots where I'm like, okay, we can get a better look. I'm like that every game. Um, you know, I think as a group, I think there, there are times where we, we should shoot the ball instead of, you know, shot faking and taking a tougher one. I think we, as a group, you know, let it fly. You know, I, I understand the percentage may not look, I don't know what we shot today, but it, it didn't look great. But, you know, we are the same team that, you know, shot, pissed out the ball last year. So um, just being able to take those shots, being able to, to do that, but also staying passing up shots leads to tougher shots too. So we got to be able to just take those threes. Um, but on the same token myself, I got to be able to, you know, make the right reads, get in the pain and all that stuff as well. So not just settling for the three. Um, so that, I, I'm okay with the looks. Um, you would think that we would be able to do that because of, we've been playing with each other for three three years or so. Um, but you know, it's never going to be perfect. But you know, we we're ten games in now, so it's like all right, like you know, it's easy to say it's all right. It's three games in, all right, cool, we'll get adjusted. Like we're we're ten games in, you know, we're. It's it's time. It's not time to wait and sit back and be like, all right, we'll we'll get into it. You know, I don't I don't care what we shoot from the three point line from the field. You know, being able to do the little things like get back guard. You know, we've we've done that like you said in spurts. But if we want to be the championship team, we want to be like it's time. And I think we'll we'll go back watch the film these past two games and you know even past three games um, from the road and understand like all right, it's time it's time to go. Uh, it's time to get to it. The schedule have these first ten games almost felt like one big road trip. I mean, not that you say it, yeah, no. <laughs> um, no, nah, I mean, you know, it's we we were home for two weeks after the preseason, you know, and then you go on the road. Um, I haven't personally felt like we were on one big road trip, you know. Um, to be honest, you know, I can't speak for others. It might feel that way. I don't. I do the same thing at home. I do on the road, nothing, <laughs> you know what I mean? But some guys have kids and family. So it's maybe different for somebody else, for a Mike or Joe or, you know, really gay than it is for me per se. Uh, but I haven't felt that way particularly. Oh, beautiful. Thank you. All right, there he was. Donovan Mitchell as the Utah Jazz fall to the Orlando Magic 107 to 100, ending their three-game road trip with a record of just one and two. The My Subaru Is campaign features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some of the Mark Miller Subaru owner stories and share your own at MySubaruIs.com. That's MySubaruIs.com. When we come back, we will finish thing up uh, this thing up with Coach Tim Lacombe and Ben Anderson filling in for Jake Scott on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Terrence Ross going up for a dunk, and Whiteside met him at the apex and expunged it at the rim. There you go. It's the Play of the Game brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sales, and selection, lhmauto.com, driven by you. Hassan Whiteside absolutely erasing a few shots uh, tonight at the rim by the Orlando Magic. Maybe if there was a bright spot tonight, again, it was the continued solid play of Hassan Whiteside, which uh, through 10 games has been nothing short of 
incredible in my opinion. A double-double off the bench in just 14 minutes, 12 points, 10 rebounds, and uh, some defense at the glass as well, or at the rim, I should say. Yeah, Rudy and Whiteside, I thought their defense uh, blocking shots kind of spurred the Jazz uh, back into the game, gave them some energy. Couldn't get it from the offensive end, so got a couple of those plays and really got them going again. But unfortunately, uh, you know, the Jazz had an opportunity to to kind of put – uh, the magic away and weren't able to do it. And, and the young magic just kind of don't know any better. They yep. just went and won the game. Yep. Cole Anthony was fantastic on the night. 33 points lead all scores, five of 10 from the three point line, 13 of 20 from the floor, got out and ran a ton, three steals, a uh, couple of blocks. We talked about him. That was the one guy who I thought really, you know, could, could probably get out and, and take over a game late and, that's what he's done, and that's what he did again tonight. So uh, good for the Orlando Magic to get an impressive win, three and eight against the uh, now seven and three Utah Jazz through ten games. But certainly, uh, I think outside of the poor shooting to start the season for the Jazz, which I imagine with the number of good shooters they have should come back, I don't think that fall uh, or that drop sits solely on the shoulders of losing George Niang in the offseason, though he's been very good in Philly. Uh, I would imagine those shots are going to come back, and then we're going to see fewer losses like this throughout the year. Yeah, just those when you just shoot a normal percentage, it kind of cleans up some of these messes just inherently. You know, you're not going back in defensive transition as much if you're making shots. Um, although the Jazz kind of got attacked even after a made basket at times. So something they've got to work on. But it, it is right now the most glaring issue that the Jazz have, no doubt about it. Jazz Game Night brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share your Subaru story at markmillersubaru.com. That's markmillersubaru.com. All right, Coach, a couple of final thoughts on this game as the Jazz fall 100-107 to to the Orlando Magic. Yeah, I think there's a lot of different ways that uh, the Jazz can, can look at this. I'm sure Coach Snyder... Um, didn't he didn't seem overly pleased, you know, with the defensive uh, transition effort, and, and certainly mentioned it was an issue last night as well. So I'd imagine, like Joe said, there's going to be some film, and it won't be fun. I think a lot of guys will show be shown where they were, perhaps out of the their, you know, out of out of their assignment. Um, execution will be a big part for the Jazz all year long, but especially right now where they're struggling to make shots. I, I like the idea that they're coming back home, but certainly uh, it's not going to be against easy opponents. Um, you know, Tuesday night, the Hawks roll in here, and, and they've got to have a little bit of a bad taste in their mouth, the Jazz going there to win. So, um, you know, right, the Jazz have a short period of time to prepare, but it would be nice to be back in the building Tuesday night, and, and hopefully between now and then, and maybe they'll find it on the way to the airport. I don't know, but they – bunch of guys to go to the jumper store yep. and get, get their jumper Stop fixed. Stop at the duty-free shop and yes. pick up your jump shot. Your jump, or, you know, just an upgrade, 2.0, 3.7, whatever it is. Whatever you got to do. Hey, uh, a good sign from this road trip, the play of Royce O'Neal. Five of six tonight, two of three from the three-point line. He was one of the guys that struggled really early in the season with his shot, but it started to fall a little bit recently, and I've loved his aggressiveness attacking the rim. So if he can keep doing that, he will make it easier on everyone around him. Uh, and allow the other guys to have a night off. And you know what? You've lost a couple of games without Mike Conley. When he's on the floor, you're much better than that. Now, he's going to rest games on the front end or back end of back-to-backs, and that's, what, 13 or so games this year. You can't lose all of them without him. Uh, so that's one area where the Jazz will have to improve. But, as we mentioned, five of the next uh, five straight games at home for the Utah Jazz, 10 of the next 12 overall, 16 of 22 in Salt Lake City. That's a good sign to uh, put yourself in, in the driver's seat in the Western Conference, and I suspect that's what we'll be talking about come mid-December. 
Big thanks to Coach Tim Lacombe, Brian, and Jeff running the board today as the Utah Jazz fall to the Orlando Magic. The Jazz Game Night brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. It features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some more Mark Miller Subaru owner stories and share your own at Mark at MySubaruIs.com. That's MySubaruIs.com. Coach, uh, enjoy your uh, brief vacation, your work vacation. We will uh, talk to you again coming up later this week. Sounds great. I'll see you on Thursday, Ben. Big thanks for everybody for uh, tuning in. The Jazz Fall in Orlando, 107 to 100. We'll be back with another Jazz Game Night coming up on Tuesday. Coach Tim LeCone, Ben Anderson on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.